Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Fireside Giants. I'm your host, Anthony Rivardo, joined by my co-host, Alex Wilson. And oh my God, this Daniel Jones contract gets better by the minute. We're taking a look at the new details, the yearly salary cap hits, the structuring of it, when the Giants can cut Daniel Jones, the cap savings that they have if they do down the road. This is a perfectly structured contract. Joe Shane, hats off to you, my friend. You crushed this one. I love this deal. The more that I look at it, the more that I study it, the more that I realize that the Giants honestly got a kind of a bargain in this Daniel Jones contract. Daniel Jones will be our quarterback for the foreseeable future. I hope that he's here for the next four years and then some. And if he plays well enough, there's a lot of incentives. He can make even more money than what he's expected to. But taking a look at this yearly cap hit, looking at this contract, the Giants perfectly balanced a way to save money with this Daniel Jones contract so that they can bolster the rest of their roster while also locking him in and doing him doing right by him and giving him the money that he earned. So I love this deal. Alex, I know you do as well, and you've got all the numbers and you're ready to break them down and talk about the salary cap space that the Giants have this offseason. They have a good amount of it, and they can definitely make some more with some restructures and everything. But this Daniel Jones contract gave them a lot of space and a lot of flexibility. I'm super excited to dive into this. Free agency is one week from today. And of course, we're going to get you guys all covered right here on Fireside Giants. So make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and ring the bell and leave a like if you do enjoy this episode. But without further ado, Alex, how are you doing today? And what are your thoughts on this Daniel Jones contract? Guys, do you have any freaking idea how nice it is not to have a brick as a general manager? An absolute actual brick, a single cell Zygo and Amoeba, a tadpole. Dave Gettleman doesn't even compare to what Joe Shane just 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 created this contract is beautiful it is a thing of art this is the next picasso okay this is a genius contract and the more i look at it the more i realize we actually have a functioning front office for once go figure it's been quite a long time since we've been able to say that my friends and joe shane killed this he waited as long as possible to the freaking last second until the, the franchise tag. And he hit it with, he obviously franchise tag Saquon Barkley. This contract with Daniel Jones, guys, gives us so much flexibility. It gives us so much potential and ability to build around him without strapping ourselves down because of the salary hits. Now, I'm going to read you guys the year over year salary. So a lot of people don't know these numbers just yet. What, what I'm about to read to you is something of, of genius, okay? This is, this could win a Pulitzer Prize. It's so freaking gorgeous. Basically, Daniel Jones, year one cap hit is $19 million. This is according to SpotRack, right? So this is pretty legit. These numbers usually are set in stone if it's on SpotRack already. So you're talking about the four-year $160 million deal, but on at face value, it says four years, 160, but it's really three years, like 112. It's really not that bad. It's really $37.5 million per season. It's not even 40. This entire deal is predicated on Daniel Jones playing exceptionally well. It is built to the brim with incentives. It is backloaded so that way they can get out of it if it doesn't pan out. So the first year, there's an $82 million dead cap hit. Interesting, right? It's the exact same amount as his guarantees. And then you have a $19 million cap hit um, this upcoming campaign. 
which allows us to go out and actually make some big signings and make some uh, some moments happen in terms of building this roster out because the Giants had $47 million going into this offseason, right? Right now, according to Over the Cap, they have $18.5 million. But that's not accounting for the $7 million we're going to add from Kenny Galladay. That's not accounting for any restructures we do to Leonard Williams and Dory Jackson. That's not accounting for maybe the $3 million we get from cutting Darnay. Maybe we cut him and sign him to a cheaper deal like we did with Darius Slayton last year. This team just did something that actually helps us significantly this upcoming offseason, whereas we would have been cash-strapped if we franchise-tagged Daniel Jones and held him hostage, and then we had to figure out Saquon Barkley. Um, This also accounts, by the way, for the $10.1 million that Saquon is on the books for right now on the franchise tag. They could end up extending him and then keeping that that cap hit lower. I actually floated the idea to my friend, Anthony. I'll, I'll... actually get your opinion on this for Saquon Barkley. What would you think about this contract for Saquon? Three years, $40 million with $20 million guaranteed for Saquon. That way you tie DJ and Saquon together at the hip. You allow them to get a lot of that dead money out of the, or out of that guaranteed money out of the way early. And you could always move on from Saquon if you need to. And it's not, it's not four years. It's a three-year deal. You can move on after the second season. You pay him. You keep him happy. You keep a guy around that everyone wants to stay. He's a leader. He's a captain. And you show that loyalty to your two most important players. What are your thoughts on that? Three years, $40 million, half of it's guaranteed, and that way you tie them at the hip and they can develop and grow together. Yeah, so it's actually interesting you brought that up because I shared my thoughts on a very similar contract that I projected in the live stream last night. So if you guys weren't there, make sure to tune in. Once a week, we do live streams right here on Fireside Giants. But I discussed the potential contract for for Saquon Barkley and said that I want it to be a three-year deal at maximum and at maximum of $14 million per season. So you're talking three years, $42 million, and probably 21 of it guaranteed, and it allows the Giants to get out after the second year. Again, you just said it. It ties Daniel Jones at Saquon Barkley at the hip because if one of them fails the other one probably fails alongside him and you can just move on reboot restart in 2025 and that's why I really like the contract that Joe Shane just signed with Daniel Jones because if for whatever reason it doesn't pan out and Daniel Jones has a poor 2023 poor 2024 season you can go into 2025 and according to spot rack they can cut him that offseason and save 18 million dollars against the cap actually that's a dead cap you could save 21 and a half million dollars against the salary cap so that's even more money 21 million added I mean listen I hope it doesn't come to that I want Daniel Jones to play out this contract be the franchise quarterback that we want him to be but Joe Shane has given us a lot of flexibility, a lot of options here to build this roster for the next few years. And so that's what I think he's going to do with uh, Saquon Barkley. If Saquon Barkley does get an extension this offseason, it will probably be structured really similarly to where the Giants have an opportunity in 2025 to restart. And so, yes, I pr- I agree with you, Alex. I think it's a good idea to tie them at the hip, and I like that deal. And But it's all about the guaranteed money. And that's why this Daniel Jones contract is so beautiful, because there's only only 82 million guaranteed at signing. There's 105 in total guarantees, but that's the big difference here between a guy like Dak Prescott, who has 95 fully guaranteed and 126 in total guarantees. That's why this Daniel Jones contract is so good because it's way more flexible, $20 million more flexible than the next guy making $40 million per season. That's the key here, and that's why I'm so impressed with what Joe Shane did. And I, that's why I also feel confident looking at Saquon Barkley. He's on the franchise tag. That's a huge cap hit. We know that the Giants are going to want to lower that. But how can they lower that? Well, through an extension, and I fully trust Joe Shane to strike 
structure that extension in a way that allows the Giants to move on from Saquon Barkley very early on into the deal if they need to. There's another thing to keep in mind, though, that with the Saquon Barkley extension, we're not talking about them saving like a million or two. Well, they could save like $6 million by extending Saquon Barkley. Go ahead and take a look at the Nick Chubb contract that he signed with the Cleveland Browns. His year one cap hit was $4.7 million. He makes over $12 million per year. That's a huge discount on year one of the salary cap. So the Giants, the same way that they saved... Uh, like millions and millions, over $10 million against the cap by not franchise tagging Daniel Jones. They're hoping to have the same thing happen with Saquon Barkley, get him off the franchise tag and save a boatload of money. And the reason that they're trying to do that, and I love this quote, Alex, I'm going to let you give your take on it, but I got to read it off. Joe Shane with the coolest quote of the offseason said, quote, we're not shopping for minimum players anymore. Let's freaking go, baby. The Giants are going to be going into free agency and improving this roster. We just made the postseason for the first time since 2016. We're all hyped. We're all excited. Brian Dable, the head coach of the year, and now we have our franchise quarterback locked in, and Joe Shane said, we are not done. We are going to build this roster around this franchise quarterback, get back to the postseason, and hopefully go win our fifth Lombardi trophy. So I love Joe Shane. He's doing an excellent job. And Alex, I want to hear your thoughts on that really exciting quote from Joe Shane. Look, the way I perceive it is this. We were able to maintain our quarterback, keep our quarterback who's ascending, right? He's not regressing. He's not, he's ascending. He's an ascending quarterback. They're hoping that he ends up developing, continuing that development and compounding on his success from 2022. These are all good things. Um, you maintain Saquon Barkley, who's objectively our best offensive playmaker, right? You, you, you keep two of the most prominent pieces on this team, but in the process of doing that, you protect the team's interests with outs, and you also um, you know protect our cap and, and salary health this year. They've also started negotiating with Dexter Lawrence's reps on an extension there, too. So you're talking about three of our most prominent pieces are coming back, right? Long-term deals, too. Most likely, Saquon signs a, a deal in the three-year range, four-year range. We'll see how they kind of operate there. Or maybe he plays on the tag. We'll see what happens. Um, I don't think he will, for what it's worth, but you know, definitely a possibility. So... I'll say this right now. The fact that the Giants are not going to be searching for minimum players anymore means that we are going to see a much improved team in terms of talent in 2023. We're going to see a team that has draft picks to allocate. We're talking about 11 draft picks, guys. We're talking about building out the depth on this roster. Um, last year, we were trying to build some depth, but we were also trying to find some starters that could contribute immediately because of how little cap space and how little talent we already had. So we were asking guys in the mid to late rounds to step in and, and you know play pretty prominent roles. If not for the injuries... A lot of those rookies would have been starting, probably. So you look at this upcoming season, though. You hope that these rookies from last year can take a step forward and regain their health and make contributions in some way. But you also hope that this upcoming rookie class, 25th overall pick, maybe you find your guy in Jordan Addison. Maybe you find a guy in Zay Flowers or Quentin Johnston. Whoever's there at 25, whatever receiver is going to be a heavy consideration for the Giants. You also have Trenton Simpson out of Clemson. A lot of really good players. Maybe Joey Porter, cornerback out of Penn State, drops to the Giants at 25. Unlikely, but that would be dope. So I'll tell you this right now. The Giants have a lot of options when it comes to drafting the second round pick. They, they will find a starter there as well, whether it's on the interior offensive line at left guard, whether it's a linebacker, but they also have money coming up, right? I want to talk about um, how much money the Giants really have right now. So on the books, as I said before, they have about $18.5 million after Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley um, are locked into new deals. Now, if Saquon signs a long-term extension, as you mentioned, they might get a little bit more cash from that. They might get an additional 4 or $5 million. Um, so you're talking about $23, $22 million in available cap space. That's not considering the $7 million they save from um, Kenny Galladay, which brings you to around $29, almost $30 million. Then you restructure Leonard Williams. You could probably save 
save another 10 there. You're looking at $40 million. Maybe you restructure Dory Jackson. You could maybe save another six or seven there. Looking at close to 50, we're getting up there now. Maybe Darnay Holmes is restructured and you you cut him and resign him to a cheaper deal. Maybe you save $2 million there. And then you obviously you have the $10 million which allocates to the rookies. And maybe the Giants, after all said and done, have $40 million to spend this offseason. And then $120 million next year, sorry, $135 million next season to spend. And that's already adding Daniel Jones to the mix and his $45 million cap hit. $135 million, guys. Of course, you're probably looking at um, $20 million to um, uh, Andrew Thomas on his fifth-year option. But we're looking at over 100 mil to spend next offseason and $40 million when it's all said and done this offseason. We haven't been in this good of a cap health situation in probably over a decade. This is like, if there's a reason to be optimistic right now, it's because the Giants just got both of their, you know, Saquon Barks on the franchise tag, obviously, but Daniel Jones on a very team friendly deal from the actual numbers and what they look like and the cap hits. This is exactly where we want to be. This couldn't have unfolded better. Dave Gittleman would have signed Daniel Jones two months ago to a deal worth $300 million, paying him $50 million per season because that's his guy. You know what I mean? Joe Shane said, you're not my guy. I did not draft you, but we believe in you. So I'm pretty excited to see um, how they continue to develop him, what they, the pieces they add around him, and how much this money helps in um, building out this roster we need linebackers we could use a cb2 we could use another receiver you know maybe we maybe we trade for somebody but we have a lot of mid-round picks maybe you will leverage some of those into a deal for a guy like deandre hopkins um we'll see what happens here anthony but how optimistic are you knowing that this team's cap health is in a serious good spot good, good spot right now I mean, I'm more optimistic than I have been in a really long time for the future of the New York Giants. You just broke down those cap numbers beautifully, Alex. Great job. But taking a look at those numbers and really realizing what the Giants have here, it's a bright future ahead of us, like really bright future. Because, yes, we have these players locked into these contracts now. You know, Daniel Jones, hopefully the Saquon extension gets done. But on top of that, we have so much money to spend to extend the rest of these guys. You know, we were talking about it recently, Alex, saying, how are the Giants going to re-sign all of these players? You know, Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, well, they're going to get those done. But then you're talking about Dexter Lawrence, who's probably going to make like $20 million a year. And same with Andrew Thomas. And then Xavier McKinney might push close to 20. Who knows? But the Giants have $130 million in cap space next season with Daniel Jones on the books right now. So you're talking about $20 million for all three of those players, $20 million apiece. That's $60 million. Guess what? The Giants still have $70 million in cap space projected for next offseason. That's absurd to me. Like, that is crazy how great of a job Joe Shane has done. Of course, that's not including any signings that they make this offseason, their draft class, or whatever. But still, the Giants have a lot of salary cap space going into this offseason. And that's going to be the standard now, year in and year out. This is not like a one-year... Super Bowl window is open. Giants have to sign a bunch of players right now to try and win this season. No, they can continue to build this roster year by year, do it the right way, build through the draft, add some key players in free agency. They have the cap health and the money on a yearly basis to continue to build this roster the right way. And they're not going to force themselves to overspend in free agency and blow it up two years from now. They don't need to because the way that these contracts have been structured, Joe Shane has done a phenomenal job giving the team a boatload of flexibility and so many different options and uh, opportunities to really just build this roster through and through. So I'm so excited for this offseason. When you take a look at it, you just broke it down. 
the Giants can realistically go into this offseason with like $50 million to spend. Just next week, they'll have like $50 million. We've been talking about a lot of these prized free agents, Alex. Guys like David Long, Edmonds, uh, Marcus Peters, that's a lower-end guy. But there's so many players out there that Giants fans are desperate for the Giants to go out there and sign, right? And the Giants can they could get whoever they want right now, realistically, and they can fit them under the salary cap. Because again, not only can they lower the cap hit for year one and have a boatload of money still left over this year, but because we have so much cap space in 2024 and 2025, they can backload these contracts as the salary cap continues to rise and get these guys basically on a discount, whoever they sign this offseason. So yeah, the Giants can go into free agency, sign a guy to a four-year mega million extension, and it won't come back to bite them if they continue to structure their contracts this well. So Joe Shane, again, had to go off to him. But right now, Alex, I'm curious to know, just to, you know, spice things up a little bit, take a look ahead at next week, the Giants, if they end up with $50 million, so basically they can buy whoever they want in free agency, right? Who are you looking at to just allocate this money towards? If you got to get really excited about it, say this has to be the splash signing with all of the money that Joe Shane, he's, he's not going for me, veteran minimum guys anymore. He wants to sign an impact player. Who are you looking at here? Damn, that's a tough question. I mean, knowing that the market is pretty thin at some positions that we desperately need help in regarding like interior offensive line and wide receiver, I'd probably say I'd go heavy into linebacker. You know, I'd draft a linebacker in the second round and I'd probably pair that rookie with a really good free agent, you know, whether that's Bobby Wagner, uh, whether it's, I don't know, Eric Kendricks, whether it's, um, who knows, you know, it could be David Long, could be Tremaine Edmonds, go and get one of the top linebackers that fit your scheme. One of the guys that's going to be a LB1. Tremaine Edmonds was, a, was an LB2 for what it's worth with Buffalo. Matt Milano, all pro level dude, you know, go and get a Bobby Wagner, man, who's like, still has a couple years left that's great and can be your LB1 and can really elevate everybody on that defense. Pairing a guy of that quality and that type of IQ um, and recognition, play recognition, pre-snap and post-snap with Leonard Williams, with Dexter Lawrence, with Adoree Jackson. I mean, it doesn't really get much better than that, does it? Look, I'd love to have Jermaine Edmonds. I'd love to have David Long. I'd love to have any of those guys. Don't get me wrong. I just hope we get one of them. That's where I'd be looking. Go and get the best linebacker that fits our scheme, someone that can be very good for us for a couple years, and then pair that with a second-round linebacker who can really um, elevate that, that unit entirely and just help us stop the run. Let's go from having one of the worst linebacker core to one of the best in one offseason. How about that? That would be a nice start, in my opinion. Stopping the run is essential. We have one of the best interior run stoppers in the league in Dexter Lawrence. We have a really great one in Leonard Williams, Kayvon Thibodeau is going to take a step forward. Hopefully, Aziz Ojolari is healthy. And I'd love to get us a CB2 as well while we're at it. You, the, Like I said, there's a lot of supply on the market. If there's a lot of supply um, and there's decent demand, you know, there should be a couple options on there that aren't going to break the bank for us that we can get on maybe a two-year deal. You know, we've talked about guys like Marcus Peters. There's so many cornerbacks available on this open market. It's time to go and find one that's not Fabian Moreau, Zion Gilbert, Nick McLeod, or any who the hell we plucked off the practice squad. Let's go find a good a good CB2, and let's compete next year. You know what I mean? We just made the playoffs of the practice squad roster. If I'm Joe Shane, I'm saying we got money. We can go and compete this season. What's stopping us from doing that? If Daniel Jones takes a step forward, if we go and get ourselves a wide receiver one, we get ourselves a linebacker, draft another linebacker who can start alongside him. We have some really good young pass rushers, a tremendous interior defensive line, have some good corners. You have a Pro Bowl level safety in Xavier McKinney. Well, who's to say we can't make a little run next year and make a big take a big step forward? Certainly not me. The Bills are about to lose Jordan Poyer. They're about to lose some of their biggest pieces. You know, the Giants have an opportunity to take a monster step forward this upcoming season, and they got money to spend, and they have a ton of draft capital. 
Let's throw, let's throw it to the wall and see if it sticks, man. Let's see if we can make a run to compete next season. And this is the time to do it. Yes, continue rebuilding and being smart. Don't make dumb decisions because we are really optimistic about our chances. But that's not to say that we can't make some smart, intelligent moves that do give us a chance to compete next year. Because I think that's you can have the best of both worlds in that uh, context, right? I think that's pretty fair. No, I think it is fair, and I agree with you. And the Giants can have the best of both worlds because Joe Shane is at the helm, and he's structured these contracts in a way that frees up cap space for this offseason, next offseason, and the offseason following. So the Giants have a lot of flexibility and a lot of money to spend. And he doesn't want to sign these veteran minimum guys anymore. He wants to go into free agency and build on the success of the 2022 season. The Giants made the postseason for the first time in seven years under head coach Brian Dable. That's amazing, but let's do it again. You know, let's not settle for that. That should be the standard. The standard for the New York Giants and how it always has been is Lombardi trophies. So I want to see Joe Shane build this roster, go out there and chase a ring for this franchise. And I can't wait to see what goes down in free agency next week, Alex. We're going to be keeping you all up to date right here on Fireside Giants. So again, make sure to subscribe to the channel if you are new and ring the bell so you don't miss an episode. Please leave a like if you did enjoy this episode and comment your thoughts on the Daniel Jones contract and the salary cap space down below. And please give some praise to our guy, Joe Shane, down in the comment section. He deserves it. But without further ado, we'll catch you all in the next one. Have a good one. And let's go Giants. Thank you.